Hello, everyone. Welcome out to The Good, The Bad, and The Geeky, episode 377. We've had that many episodes. That's insane. Um, it, we're very happy, though. We have uh, Kyle on the show. We ha- Welcome back, Kyle. Hi. And we want also, kind of related to Kyle, we want to tell you about our good friends. This week, one of our good friends is Mad Lab. Of course, Kyle is part of Mad Lab, like me. Mad Lab is located in downtown Columbus. It's a nonprofit organization that provides an artistic haven for the creation and the experience of original works. Part of that effort involves giving young people the opportunity to create original works and see them brought to life. And no program does that better than the Young Writers 2018 Short Play Festival at Mad Lab Theater. Founded in 2011, I'm prepared today, mm-hmm. Mad Lab's Young Writers Short Play Festival is designed to give local high school playwrights a professional theatrical experience. Students submit 10-minute plays, and the best are chosen to be developed and produced. Each student is given the opportunity to attend specialized workshops, collaborate with local and national mentor playwrights. During the six months, they are in the program, and at the end of the program, the plays are performed at Mad Lab as full-scale short play festival, as a full-scale short play festival. For uh, more information, you can go to madlab.net and click on it, or if you just want to go right to the page with all this info it's https forward slash or colon forward slash forward slash d4k.us forward slash y for young w for writers 2018 all one word and it's a short link it's not that's something i've created just so you can go there real quick at least until we switch our website over and, and switch your website oh no um well that's almost like if you're listening to the past time travel what happens baby ah. this is the tangent universe at that point um the show is july 13th to the 28th uh fridays and saturdays with two sunday matinees see this full schedule uh in that link for more information tickets are 18 dollars. student seniors are 15 members are 13 our official sponsor kyle if you didn't know our official sponsor is audible.com i have audible i love it audible's great and you know did you know you have over two hundred thousand titles to choose from no way i have like three credits to use oh uh, no, so about the credits. You get a credit a month after your trial ends, oh. if you keep it up. And it's good for any book, regardless of price. Uh, yeah. And it's ad-free premium audio you listen to offline, no interruptions. And you own your library. So say, say you know what? Christmas is coming up. Mm-hmm. Money gets tight. You can stop it for hypothetically for a little bit. I think you keep your credits and you, you own your library. So you can do whatever with it. You can send it to college and teach it to be a dinosaur. <laughs> That has feelings and... You mean a dinosaur? A dinosaur. Uh, 30% off an exclusive member-only sa- savings. Easy exchanges. Don't love a book. Swap it anytime for free. And all you need is an Amazon account. Uh, and, and you know what? You can get some of that awesome... Get you some of that awesome Handmaid's Tale. Uh, sign up at Audible or your Amazon account. Sign up with your free trial over at audibletrial.com forward slash goodbaggeeky. Choose your first book free. Download the Audible app and start enjoying your new audiobook. Thanks, Audible. Thanks. Um, what what what's like the last book that you you you've listened to? Um, and anything? Uh, I mean, past or present? The last book I listened to was. Let me think. Oh my god, what was it? I do not know. I want to say it was the uh, Ethical Slut by Ooh. Dottie Eason and Janet Hardy. The authors may be wrong on that. But but so that's a that's an example of a book you can get at audibletrial.com forward slash good bad geeky and uh because kyle we just keep saying asking questions at hoping people will know True fact. did you know that we are proud members of the tall but dumb presents network oh, oh, oh. well speaking of the network do you have vague remembrances of the band bare naked ladies from the late 90s and early aughts if you do then you're in good company kyle join friends evan and saker as they hazily stumble through every single bare naked lady song one week at a time <gasps> see what i did there from the first album to the last driving themselves crazy along the way that was originally said insane and i was like you're missing out a great who reference who needs sleep though 
Yeah, who needs sleep? Do you know anything about BNL? Well, these guys don't. They don't need sleep. You're, they're never going to get it because they're too obsessed with BNL. And that's probably more. Well, that made no sense anymore. Uh, uh, where I went completely off script. It just didn't matter anymore because uh, that's a good reference. That's one of my favorite songs. Uh, that's actually one of my great things. Is you and Laura are like BNL. F- beans mm-hmm. and uh it's it's pretty great anyway strap in uh by the way those are awesome people at uh madlab.net you should s- check out all their stuff uh strap in at it's all been done presents whoa fuck nope stop Mm-mm-mm-mm. strap take a drink jesus take a bunch of fucking drinks for this whole show strap in with it's all been done a bare naked ladies podcast check them out along with all our other programs at iebdpresents.com we have on the show Kyle, obviously, as you've heard her heard her speak. Hello. Hello. Uh, we're going to talk about a gem. An absolute fucking gem. It's a bright a, spot in our summer. A box office champion. A champion unlike no other. It's one of the biggest champions Currently ever. Currently $150 million and, at the box office. And uh, can we point out that some of its stars are supposedly over 125 million years old that's probably not right but take a drink point is is that we're gonna we're here to talk to you about jurassic world fallen kingdom oh my god i can't believe it ellie (laughs) by the way i do i love sam neill a lot and i feel like he his character dr grant gets kind of shit on because look Everyone, for those who forgot, Kyle loves Jeff Goldblum, but we got to show some love for Dr. Grant, too. That's what, He's also amazing. That, that's actually the Sam reason Neal. why I, I think Jurassic Park 3 is really good, um, just because of him alone, even though it makes no sense why the fuck he's there. Mm-hmm. Again, huge problems with the movie, but we're going to probably talk about Heck yeah. some of these things. We talk about a lot. I mean, we go all over Jurassic Park. There's not a lot of spoilers for other things, I would say. But just in case, if you've not ever seen a movie ever, probably don't listen to this episode. Yeah, maybe don't. Maybe don't. Um, but sincerely, uh, we do really go all in to Jurassic World. Uh, actually, the whole franchise of Jurassic Park. Um, so be wary for spoilers for that. That's all I got. Enjoy. Enjoy. Episode 377, Good, the Bad, the Gee with Kyle. Now, here's the thing, too, we should preface this with, is that in in terms of, ju- in, ju- in the Jurassic franchise, you're just, it doesn't do anything for you collectively, really. Like, the first one's probably really good, and then you let that go with that, right? Like, you, you like, the new one came out, like, you hadn't seen Jurassic World until, I think, a week or so ago. Well, I saw it uh, while I was serving jury duty, oddly enough. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I liked it. It was, it was good. It, I have not seen a Jurassic Park sequel that I've really liked. Yeah, I liked two a little bit, mm-hmm. almost because of Jeff Goldblum. Let's, yeah. let's not lie, but everything beyond that, like, I, I, don't get me wrong, I, I like Jurassic World. Like, I, I thought it was, mm-hmm. I had, I thought I had strong points, but you know, I also it's a little muddled too. I had problems that I had that I had the same problems that a lot of people seem to have with it. Yeah, so I'm a big fan of the first one, obviously. Mm-hmm. 
uh, Spielberg fanboy than I am, yeah, and, it, and it's yeah. and it's a really good movie. Well, like we were kids when it came out, so I mean yeah. that really it hits home. Well, and, and also like his fascination with dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. The love of dinosaurs, mm-hmm. you can tell it's there. Even in Jurassic World, the love of dinosaurs is there. Here's the here's the overall problem with, and I saw this in a video essay, and it's not wrong. The problem with all the movies is, that's a sequel, is that you can't replicate the wonder. Not really. Which I feel like they tried to do a little bit here. Oh, and it was just totally misplaced. And because it was so, the, And it was so blatantly obvious yes which we'll get into but. it's it's painfully obvious mm. so here's the problem jurassic world i felt like they got close as they could get back to that which was nice because you just you just can't duplicate that wonder you can't duplicate the wonder of seeing the brachiosaurus mm-hmm. for the first time like ellen and dr grant does and they yep. do the whole swelling John Williams score welcome to Jurassic Park you'll never get that moment back which they didn't have that moment in this movie at all did they no they did they had they, oh no they had, they had the, the kind of quiet key they tried to do it which is another problem with this movie. Like, this was them doing The Force Awakens. Okay. But Force Awakens, at least, was mildly entertaining. <laughs> like, I walked out of that movie going, that was an okay film. Yeah. I'm excited for the things that come after it. They Because they had the veterinarian mm-hmm. who'd never seen the Brachiosaurus before. They do that shot with her. Yes. And then Claire gets out, and she's just like, I love them now. Like, oh, you didn't give a shit about them, but fuck you. Like, <laughs> and that... Okay, wait, let's let's back up. I'm because, sorry, I'm no, sorry. I, no, because that's a point I wanted to make. Okay, so this movie. So it takes place after the first Jurassic World. Yeah. Now, I will point out, too, because a lot of people have this problem. Yeah. And they didn't. They, they mentioned it once or twice before Jurassic World came out. Two and three never happened. Oh, okay. So, we're so it just goes Jurassic. It's kind of like the Godzilla movies where they just go, Godzilla happened. Huh. All those movies where he fights Rodan and like the 30 movies never happen. It goes right to Godzilla in 1985. So Jeff Goldblum and his black daughter didn't happen? Not, it didn't happen. I didn't know that. So, so the black daughter oh. happens probably, okay, but, but they didn't they go back go to, to the, the island. There's no site B. Hmm. Right, because if that was the case, they would have talked about that in one of the... Also, hmm. Jurassic World would have reopened after San Diego. I, that's... Yeah, that's so, true. Sorry. I mean, look, look, I'm look. from San Diego. I mean, we deal with a lot of stuff. <laughs> if a dinosaur came through, I feel like a lot of even like the beach hippies would be like, nah, man, I'm good. I don't <laughs> want that. <laughs> yeah, we, we're not going to pay like thousands of dollars to go to an island and be trapped there possibly with dinosaurs. And granted, it lasted, what, 20 years, I think they said it, it worked? Or 10 years? It, 10 or so, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, it. Because they go into the whole John Hammond, da- yeah. Yeah, sorry, anyway. But, oh, God, the, okay, so the beginning of this movie, mm-hmm. I will give them credit for this. Um, I forget, I'm a, I'm a terrible dinosaur nerd, by the way. I enjoy okay. them, I like them, but the... I know the, the big guys. The the SeaWorld one, the one in the ocean that... Oh, is I, it's not a, I call it a megalodon, but it's clearly not, because that's a shark. Yeah. But so, I call it the, yeah, the big alligator-like one. That shot of, like, you know, the Titanic-esque, like, submarine looking yeah. for the... Andromedus Rex and like the the like thunder kind of backlighting that that was super cool. Oh yeah, that was. A, and here's the thing: this is my biggest problem with this movie is the great thing about first original Jurassic Park mm-hmm. is Steven Spielberg did his thing that he did through the 70s, 80s, and 90s, where he played on your fear of not seeing things. Oh, yeah. Because, like, you know, like when I was a kid, they had a, uh, there was like a traveling Jurassic Park exhibit that oh. would go around the museums. And it came to the, San- I'm from San Diego. It came, f- it came to the San Diego Natural History Museum in Balboa Park. And 
it talked about dinosaurs, but it actually was more focused on the movie and how they made the effects possible. Because, I mean, that movie still holds up, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Effects-wise. But it's because you see flashes of things. Like, you do see the big T-Rex scene, obviously, but, like, for the most part, you see just the tail. And they, like, kind of focused on... But even on, then... They focused on, like, just the animatronics of, like, having only certain certain appendages visible. The hand, happened. yeah. And it's the oh. same... Well, oh, okay, and this is funny. Um, they, so they do a lot of uh, older showings of movies at um, the Gateway. They do... Yeah. Old, they, like, uh, they just did Child's Play. Soon, they're showing Jaws. Oh, yes. Another classic. Yeah, oh, God. Show and don't tell. The entire show don't tell. And yeah. the entire like the entire theater cracked up because what the gateway does is they actually show old previews that oh. played back in the day. Yeah. And at the very end <laughs> at the very end they're like based on the novel, maybe too intense for small children. And like the entire theater erupted in laughter because it's like, yeah, no shit. Like this this, this movie is intense for me. As a I yeah, I still am scared to go in the water because of that movie. There's exactly. a shot of me looking at, we were in Spain, beautiful, clear blue water. Mm-hmm. I There's a shot of me, we're on the beach and they took like three photos. And one of the photos I'm like turning around because the, mm-hmm. the water creeping up on the beach, the tide coming in freaks me the fuck out, well, even though it's thing, beautiful. Like, and it goes on that show don't tell thing, which I feel like, We'll say like mid two thousands, about now. Maybe Michael a little Bay bit before now. kind of kicked in, and I think you go into like you know we have CGI, so we're gonna show it, but it doesn't hold up and it doesn't look good. No, it doesn't. I just rewatched um, Wolverine Origins. Spoiler oh. alert! Oh, I'm so sorry. And, <laughs> it's so bad. But like they do the same thing with um, Wolverine's like claws. claws. You can tell they're just CGI, and they do not look good. So in my mind, I'm kind of wondering what this is gonna look like in twenty years. Yeah. Whereas, like, you know, Jurassic Park came out in 94, 93? Yeah. I um, 90, it was supposed to come out in 92, but it came out in 93. 93, yeah. I think. So I'm, like, six or seven years old when this movie came out. And that movie, in my eyes, still holds up because of the practical effects that it used. Oh, yeah. This, and, like, going back to what I was saying, that, like, sure. backlit shot was so well done because it played on the fear of not knowing. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, the dinosaur graphics are good in this movie. Don't get me wrong. Like, CJ has come a long way. Oh, yeah. But I wish there had been a little bit more of that in this movie. Like, the practical or... Oh, no, 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 no. no. I'm sorry, pra- sorry, sorry. The practical with the kind of, like... I know. Yeah, I know what you mean. Sorry. I uh, The terror of the... I went on my own... See, no, here, so here's I'm the thing, people... You. We're we we're, we're, we're drinking a little bit too, what? and, uh, and uh, I think I'm getting. I'm, it's really kicking in right now for me. To be fair, I I definitely text Nick as soon as I was out of this movie, and I was like, "Can we drink during this podcast?" Because, oh my god! <laughs> so back to the beginning of this movie. Yeah. So they so they go down. They get the they get the bone of the Andromedus Rex, oh, which Jesus. immediately. Which the fact that it didn't swallow or eat, eat most of that thing whole, yeah. I, I, like fuck yeah. no. Well. He, my thing was, um, so there were some people talking next to me pretty much throughout this whole movie, but it is the only time in the history of movie going it hasn't annoyed me because they were saying things that were going on in my brain. Oh, okay. Like, for instance, when they cut off the the piece of rib from the Andromedus, which I think is what they do, and then they, yeah. they send it up in a weather balloon, and I was like, why wouldn't they just take that with a sub? Oh, because it's going to get eaten in five seconds. But, like, that happened, and just... <sighs> but my biggest issue and this this goes into like a parallel with the original movie that didn't work quite as well was the guy trying to close the gate and the people flashing flashlights at him from the helicopter and he turns around he's like what are you saying i can't hear you like oh you're on a scary dinosaur island and you're not gonna like yeah and there's no one there to protect you exactly 
the but, people who are there are waving at you. And he's like, what? What's going on? And yeah, I was just like, come on, dude. No, yeah. But after all that happens and the other dinosaur escapes into the water, like... Yeah. For a minute, I thought the movie was going to go the route of all the dinosaurs escaped and now they have to deal with it. And I didn't think they were originally going to go back to Esla Nubar because yeah. John Hammond says it differently in the first movie, I feel like, but I could be wrong. No, you're, you're, you're not probably wrong. I'm also probably Mr. I know it's Nublar. Yeah, Nublar. Nublar or Nublar. I thought it was Ilsa Nublar for the longest time, but I'm wrong. No, 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 it's Isla Nublar and Isla Sorna. So again, ah, if you go okay. through the site B chronology, yeah, yeah, yeah. the Kelvin timeline, if we're doing Star Trek, <laughs> um, the, sorry. No, see, here's the thing. Do you just read through all your notes because we're on the same page? And on we're this. gonna we're gonna get on tangents. I'm so sorry, everybody. No, don't. This is why. <laughs> Excuse it's, me. it's why it's the good, the bad, and the geeky. Did. Calm Fuck down, you, I didn't... Jesus, are you drinking some too? Siri wants to come in and talk about it. Jesus, God. Um, did you notice... So, after this scene, they go to BBC World News. Which, okay, you know, my first thought with that was like, oh, good, they're not showing fucking Fox News. Thank you, yeah. And then... But then they go to MSNBC, and then I was a little bit... So, I'm sure a lot of people didn't see this, but I was like the obnoxious Edna Krabappel in the theater, because I laughed at... There was like the, the crawl at the bottom... Oh, and there was a crawl that was like, "President now denies entire existence of dinosaurs, or pretend like or is saying dinosaurs never existed, which is obviously kind of a stab yeah. you know who." Oh, and I was so great. losing my shit in theater, kind of like covering my mouth, laughing about it because it was that was I thought that was a really good that was a good tidbit. God love those those down, you can always get I I did not see that. Yeah, now I feel really sad. I, it's oh. they're showing a shot of like the active volcano and like underneath it's like. President questions entire existence of dinosaurs, and you're like, I'm sorry, what? But also, um, question for you, because yes. I I watched Jurassic World. I, I had jury duty recently, and yeah. jury duty is super cool in Franklin County. They like let you watch movies all day, and they also let you like learn about the legal system. It's not just you awesome. stuck in a room. It, like I actually really enjoyed my time there. But they play movies, and I was like reading a book and kind of half watching the movie. Franklin, like the tech guy was he in the first movie and i totally missed him nope 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 huh nope because they i was like reading something on the way over here and they were like a former tech from the park but he's but then he like is he's introduced not, as a new character okay good. he is not a tech from the park that the the only tech from the park that we saw that we really knew in the first movie was jake johnson jake johnson yes <laughs> who jesus would have been such a he way been b- so great in this so great so well here's the thing he might have been on the back end, like he created mm-hmm. the systems, but he didn't. Cause but he also freaks out about the dinosaurs, like throughout the entire movie. So that d- didn't make sense to me when they were like, "Oh, he's a former tech." Uh, the okay, this is a this is a mild complaint too, which relates to this character. I feel that the character that like, has got shit on the most, as in they've never even gotten a chance to really be in the movies, is a character called Arby, and he reminds me of Arby. Mm-hmm. And Arby was in the Jurassic, or he was in the book *The Lost World* by okay. Michael Crichton, and pretty much him and Kelly. Kelly's not related to Malcolm. They're two students that work with Dr. Malcolm at the university mm-hmm. that sneak on with him and Doc Thorne. And Doc Thorne's another character doesn't fucking exist. Mm-hmm. Um, but Thorne, I don't give a shit about because Arby, <laughs> Arby has some cool shit where he gets stuck in a cage, and then the raptors are playing with the cage. Mm-hmm. It, and it's terrifying. I've never and read the book, but I I hear it's it, way darker than the movie. Oh Jesus! And, yeah, and San Diego does not happen. Yeah, well, and also if anyone here is ever interested, um, there's a comedian named Dan Telfer. 
mm-hmm. whom I love. Uh, he wrote for Nerdist and At Midnight, all that drama aside right now. Um, but he's actually very funny, and he has a really, really mm-hmm. good bit on YouTube about the difference between like using a velociraptor in the movie versus in the book where it's a dilophosaur or something, something like it wasn't, it wasn't a uh, aromatic or not, not aromatic. Uh, yeah. Kind of. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't like fancy enough to say in a movie. So they changed it to a velociraptor. And then he talks about how velociraptors are garbage dinosaurs. It's a really good bit. They, Go they, look it up. They really are. They, they, we should watch it after this. Yeah. I think you'd really appreciate it if you haven't seen it. Yeah. Sorry. Um, but yeah, no, is it Jeremiah or Jeremy? What's his kid's name? Jeremy. Jeremy. <laughs> the alcohol is Franklin. Oh, I'm the worst. Franklin. No, it's Franklin. Wow. Franklin See, I'm just thing. going with you right we're, now because we're already drunk. It's uh, um, yeah, I'm but probably yeah. going to bust out a second bottle. I don't blame you, man. But like, yeah, yeah, Franklin um, and <laughs> Zia. I enjoyed their interaction from the get. Well, they have chemistry together. They did. They were good. At, they were they were really good actors. They um, they really were for I the short time. I hated Franklin's they had. character. Oh in yeah. The, in the first half, I feel like he. He came into his own as the movie kept going. Well, he I, is the typical nerd character that you that. They, he, but, but like not a good nerd, like mm-hmm. the one that is like Jake Johnson in Jurassic World is like the lovable asshole nerd mm-hmm. that you just like. He's not wrong. He's saying nothing but truths right now, and Truth, it's really funny. Yeah, this I, kid is like, I'm too scared to fucking go outside. And oh, look like at the that sign. scene with him like repeatedly spraying bug spray on himself. I was like, come on, dude. You're killing me well, right now. Here's the thing that sold that for me, though, because I actually laughed at that. But here's the reason why. It wasn't because of him. Mm-hmm. Everyone else wasn't like they're kind of looking at him, but they're just looking like this is a, they look like they're saying it's a bad joke. Ted Levine or Ted Levine. Ted Levine. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Ted Levine in this movie. Can, we'll get to that. But, oh, yeah. Yeah. Because yes. he's actually one of the he had one of the best dinosaur scenes deaths in the actually. I would say it's beautiful CGI slash whatever, like just the overall. Anyway, sorry, yeah, we'll we'll get to that. But well, but his he just looked at him like what the like, and he was in the scene. Ted Levine is such a good actor. He is, and I feel like people only know him from Monk, and then they forget he was in Silence of the Lambs. He's Buffalo Bill in Silence of the Lambs. Oh yeah, and he's so good. In well, it. I feel like if I, the only way I can get people to go, he was Buffalo Bill in Silence of the Lambs, or he was the I can't remember his, his second. He was the lead uh, the head the lead t- detective in Monk. In Monk, yeah, and he was fantastic fantastic mm-hmm. um, because he had to deal with monk and so he was he walked that fine line of being an asshole serious mm-hmm. guy but also kind of being comically funny yes. really good stuff and he, but he's wonderful in everything he's in but but on the other <laughs> half of that duo zia the the yeah paleozoologist or jesus yeah vet or whatever it was like i i enjoyed her character quite a bit I, and, but this is not her fault. The whole scene with the Brachiosaurus, though, just drove me up the wall. Oh, her, like, just getting out of the car randomly? That, yeah. that pissed me off, too. Well, it, and that goes into the whole problem of they replicate so many scenes from more than Jurassic World does of replicating scenes from the first two movies. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, so horrible. No, they do it so many times. And But overall, like, with her, I enjoyed her because, you know, her making phone calls is me making phone calls, like, getting just really over-the-top frustrated with people very easily. I'm not good on the phone. Um, and I, I read recently, I was reading stuff before I came over here. Yeah. Yes, and it, it got cut for time. Uh, or yeah, whatever. I was but sad was, about this, too. She was, yeah, revealed to be a lesbian character. It which, made me wonder if Franklin hit on her or something, because there maybe, was... It made me bummed, though, that, like, I really wish that people would stop erasing representation like that from movies, because it's important to me, personally, well, and, and other people, I'm sure, as well. It, here, Okay, so it's important to me, too, but it also depends on what's going on in the scene. So, if literally it's just that one moment, I saw, oh, this is this is, makes me feel horrible saying this, if it doesn't, there's, 
the movie is long and boring. And so they could have cut so much out. They, I mean, that movie was 214 minutes or something like that. Yeah. Like it was, it was so I don't know. I agree with you, but like it, if it's one of those scenes where the scene's not working in context of the movie uh, and like people point out it's slowing down, they don't, it's a weird that balance. Makes sense. I also I, feel like it could have been fixed in writing with just more of a throwaway oh, line. There's a of, lot of things that could have been fixed with writing in this oh, movie yeah, though. I know. So they all go to the island, whatever. But then we, like, <laughs> No, before this, though, I know, we, but it's the Bryce, total dismissal of the first half of the movie. They go to the island, whatever. Well, like, we get Bryce Dallas Howard, who gets called into this rich person's house. Jesus. Like, it's James Cromwell. And which, who is awesome. I love but, James Cromwell, but, but I'm like, why? what are you doing here? Oh, he's he's oh. making that sweet, sweet John Hammond will, or uh, will, Richard Attenborough movie. I'm going to get money. to money in a minute here. But <laughs> also, why is Charlie Chaplin's daughter in this movie? What? That what? Iris, the caretaker of Harriet the Spy slash the small child what? actor that, that all the that's... kids, that is Charlie Chaplin's fourth what? daughter, Geraldine Chaplin. She was in she was in the movie Chaplin that Robert Downey Jr. played yeah, Chaplin, yeah. and she plays her grandmother, aka Charlie Chaplin's third or fourth wife. I can't remember, but that is Geraldine Chaplin. That is his fourth daughter. So like that is a film legacy and I recognized her immediately because I like Geraldine Chaplin a lot and she is also in um oh god she's been nominated for like Golden Globes and stuff before yeah. and so I was just like I feel really ashamed that I don't I oh it's fine I'm a huge huge movie nerd like I, I recognize no, people yeah, but out of nowhere but. I feel like I'm good with that but I, I don't oh here's the thing I love and respect Chaplin but mm-hmm. if you had to ask me to point out movies or whatever I can't really I can oh, just yeah. I can just tell you the tramp and the kid and the, uh, the tramp is his character, but there's the kid, the kid. city lights. Yeah, but what's the, the one where he did hit the dictator? The yeah. Dictator, yeah. See, the, I just know pretty much two movies. No, and that totally, it's totally fine. But it's just like, I, I like looked at her. I'm like, <sighs> and it, it, it kind of fell into that same, like Geraldine Chaplin, James Cromwell, like, man, you're just, they were good. Don't get me wrong. Oh, well, okay. but I feel like they were, they were cast for the sake of being cast, which is fine. Mm, um, yes. Um, well, there's a whole problem with that whole plot line, mm. which is where, and this is, I'm jumping ahead here, but I'm watching the scene where it shows a close up of her and she realizes that she's a clone. Mm-hmm. And it's, they show a shot of her eyes. And I was like, flash dinosaur lids, go. And it oh, never happened. Yes! And it never happened. I and I was so pissed. I was, I was so, here's the thing. That's a stupid twist, but it would have made it so much more it worth made it. it. Real cool. It also would have motivated her decision at the end, which we will get to. Oh Jesus Christ! Yes, back to the island. For so, a second, yes, yeah. back to the island. I which... love when they got to the island, and I, and I feel like a lot of people don't know this. Um, I loved how when they landed, they did a little flash of the Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville sign. Yes, they did. Which I'm sure you know. Everyone loves the scene in the first. Uh, <laughs> Jurassic World, the where the, the dude is walking away with the two margaritas. That's Jimmy Me Buffett. Buffett. Yeah. And, and I feel like not all of people know that. But yeah, and the fact that they had like a Jimmy Buffett sign, I, I feel like, again, I was the only person laughing in the theater. When that oh, happened. that was, I, I, I did see that. I was like, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Also, they, by the way, the fact that they showed the compies in this one, they don't, I don't remember them showing them in the last one uh, in Jurassic World as much. The compies. I love the compies. Because the compies are like the rats of Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah. They They're show, everywhere. Well, they show them a lot in this one, I feel like. Even yes, toward the end. Which I was very thankful for. And again, not to cut ahead. Well, no, there's no cutting ahead because he's not fucking in the movie. The, uh, the Dilophosaurus, the spitter. Where the mm-hmm. fuck is he? Is it H- Hanging out. Who knows? I, I, well, I mean, they make that little like 
quip at the beginning where it's like, everything that could be done here is long dead by now. It's like, bitch, it's been two years. Right. Well, and, and also, this is up for debate, but is that some, But I wish they just were more clear with it. Is there something that what that that was that one of the dinosaurs that Henry Wu? I know that was the joke. Was he's like. You have me do dinosaurs that they a don't look like how dinosaurs really look. They look how people think they look. And we also made other changes, like with the. And I'm like, oh, the Dilophosaurus is a spitter. It didn't really spit. That was a, a, a byproduct of what they were trying to do to keep it alive. Mm-hmm. But so, did you just not keep it alive? Is that? I, I'm I just mean, saying. I'm maybe a, maybe it wasn't seen as like the you know the attractive dinosaur they wanted to bring people in. I'm just sorry to see. The, I I still think that's one of the most terrifying deaths ever because it's like cute oh, little for sure Nedry oh Jesus and, well, and that goes back to the show not tell thing like that's one of the first exhibits they go to in the original Jurassic Park they talk about the Dilophosaurus and they, they give you the information yes really super early but you don't see it and you don't see it until like 40 minutes later when Newman dies <laughs> and, oh can we talk about yes I, I don't know why this kind of shit makes me so mad uh, Franklin when they get into the the compound or whatever and he's like trying to get the trackers re reignited or what happened okay he he does that he does the thing the hacker i'm in it made me so angry like that just goes along with like there were so many stereotypes in this movie i got you okay i see that doesn't i i mean that's not uh, but i get it i get it it's that whole hacker mentality of like you know the kid with the fingerless gloves and the nerdy glasses and it's like and no you're right five seconds later he's like i'm in you're not wrong. And I'm at like all. you're not a you're not a badass, Franklin. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's well, it's it, you know it's I, probably I him the director going. It's my one scene where I can be a badass. My one good scene. Oh man, <laughs> my, my one good. But like, it's not wrong. Under my breath, like he's like I'm in, and I was like, fuck you. Oh my god. And then later on, you know, we get to the whole the terrible, terrible joke with Chris Pratt. Okay, so I have to ask though, what would you prefer him to say? Would you? He's like systems up. Sure, because I'm in is such a stereotypical thing fair to enough, say for enough. a programmer. I, I just or like, want to make got sure. It or like, because I started to think about it, I was like, how else would you say the same exact thing? The only thing I could think of off the top of my head was systems up. It's just such like you're not wrong. It's such you're a thing not that you wrong put at into all. Any kind of satire where I was like, click, click, click. It's like. I'm in. I just need a minute. I just need. I'm in. Like it's, it's like the doors are locked. The doors are locked. Yeah. No, Chris Pratt. Sorry. Chris Pratt. The scene that's in the trailer. You made me come. That's a, that scene is a perfect example of usually Chris Pratt movies mm-hmm. have millions of one-liners that mm-hmm. are not in the trailer. That was one of the big laughs in the trailer, and that's the biggest laugh we got in our audience. That was meant to make you laugh. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing: I famously don't really watch trailers. Um, Mm-hmm. I don't watch them in general, but I also sure. make sure I don't. I definitely don't watch them from movies that I'm actually excited about. Not to say that I was excited for this movie, <sighs> but for instance, like you know, um, First Avengers, never watched a trailer for it. Oh wow, Infinity War, never watched a trailer for it. Like you're I, like like anything that I'm hardcore because like, I well because I just trailers are very dishonest to me, mm-hmm. and on and to me they just don't show a whole lot about what the movie is actually going to. be be okay they're getting it's almost like the it's it's the equivalent of trying to get an on the fence voter to vote democrat or republican they're trying to like woo you and i got you yeah i'd rather see a movie because i read about it or who's involved with it and i'm like oh i'm interested in seeing that 
I don't know. I'm a snob. No, whatever. But yeah, um, I it was tell people to get off my lawn all the time. I, I mentioned today at volleyball. I'm like, well, uh, I gotta go watch uh, Fallen Kingdom because I'm gonna go do Nick's podcast later. And they were like, oh God, why didn't you see the trailer? I'm like, no, I didn't. <laughs> In my defense, the first, I like Jurassic World a lot. It was way better than two and three, I and I it. and I I really enjoyed yeah. it. We saw it a few times in the theaters. Uh, Sarah and I did, and I thought it did a really good job at kind of capturing a lot of the magic of the first movie without trying to just imitate it the entire time. Oh no, right? Like, and you know, like, it, it had the, the two children characters. It had this yeah. and that, but it also didn't try to recreate it no unnecessarily if yeah that makes any sense. no that's and i think that's a fine that's that's a fine line with problems with this movie and that movie is that jurassic world does homages but in the lightest way in the very bare basic tropey way you Absolutely. have the muldoon slash the muldoon character in jurassic world is a mix between muldoon and ian malcolm mm-hmm. but not really mm-hmm. and i would say dr grant too it's it's that's chris pratt's character then you have um, the Jake Johnson, who is the good guy version of Nedry. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then you have Claire, who is Hammond. Uh, but shes I would say she's closer to the book Hammond. Who, book Hammond's an asshole, by the way. Interesting. Um, See, I, I would think her as kind of almost... Yeah, Hammond dies at the end of the book. <laughs> Sorry. I would, I would think of that almost as a... Her as a cross of, like, not a Laura Dern type Not Ellie, character, no, yeah. But, but almost like the she has the agency of Laura Dern in that she's like... Okay, I'll go with she that, She definitely yeah. is like... She recognizes that she is a woman in a man's world, and she owns that. Yeah, almost. Yeah, she, she's you know she's a badass bitch in that first movie. She is. Aside from halfway through, where and here's the thing, people, I don't have a problem with the heels. Oh, I that didn't pro- bother me at all. I have a problem with her not pulling her fucking hair back in that first movie. You were in a tropical, like hot environment, and she leaves her like weird, perfectly coiffed hair down the entire time. Okay. Like, that's a valid I'm as fine. a guy, I don't have those problems. So Well, I, I just shaved my head, which is why I don't have these problems anymore. <laughs> but you know, and I'm not saying like maybe she didn't have a hair tie. That's fine. That that happens. I'm without a hair tie, not so much anymore, but frequently sure. before now. But you know, it kind of goes with um Do you watch Westworld? Not I've seen the f- half of first season. So good. Yes, uh, and this is not spoiling anything, but there is a point Sorry. where like a woman is in fancy dress, and then halfway through, like you don't see it happen, but she changes into cowboy boots, which are more apt for the terrain. She obviously gets those from somewhere. I get that she can't that you know Claire can't get boots or flats even from anywhere. Like she's just stuck in these shoes and doesn't want to mess her feet up. Right. That makes sense to me. Okay, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, like my well, she's an admin, too, so she's yeah. there to put on a show for the investors. Well, not even and, an admin. She's an executive. Like, she is in oh, that's charge true. Yeah, of yeah. that park. Like, she is the head of ops, so it makes sense to me. Oh, yeah. She would look like that, but yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I know, I, to, be, to be fair, I really did enjoy Jurassic, uh, oh, yeah. Jurassic World, like, a lot, actually. Mm-hmm. There were parts that I was kind of like, oh, come on, but... Overall, I really enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Can we talk about Ted Levine and his weird fucking tooth collection? Okay, so... And we'll get to the... We gotta hold off on that last part, but... Yeah. When that first... Ha- like, because he's... He actually comes off as a pretty okay hey guy. dude at the very beginning. Yeah, like, he's a military guy. He's gonna fuck with you if you yeah, fuck with him. But he's very... F- Friendly from the get, yeah. which is fine, and then you know we get to the the we get to the blue Chris Pratt scene, and yeah, and it all goes to shit. But I feel like there was really no 
indication or indicative evidence of his like kind of weird uh the, what would you even call it uh, um it's it's like a trophy his, co- his, his, a trophy his sadism like he has a sadism with like getting the teeth and, and yeah just it was super weird to me that it, it felt like it kind of came out of nowhere maybe i missed a clue no no it, well okay so like so um this is uh, if you you probably haven't seen it in a while but lost world jurassic park there was the hunter um, played by Pete Postwaite. I'm not saying that right, but... Um, Postwaite? Postwaite, yeah. Possibly. Yeah. And he was the hunter, and the scene got cut, but even in the other dialogue later on when he shows up, he's like, you know my fee because I like to hunt dangerous things. Mm-hmm. The T-Rex mm-hmm. is my fee. Like, that says everything you need right there. Mm-hmm. But the scene before that, where it was technically a, a Nedry and Dodson scene, mm-hmm. where his friend comes up, and he's like, there's a company hiring people and I know you're retired from hunting because you've hunted everything, but this is something you can't find anywhere else. He's like, well, what, what's, what is it? What would be my fee? And he just goes, one of the best, the, the, the biggest killers in the entire history of the world. And you're like, okay. Yeah, and that, being, that, that makes sense. That, that, but, but even, but even now all that, that scene sadly got cut, but even that little bit of dialogue later on tells you exactly who that character is. They don't do that at all. He well, just comes up and, and just it, rips the teeth of a Poor well, and that happens after the after the scene where yeah. you know he shoots Chris Pratt with a tranquilizer. Yeah, and may, maybe I missed a bit, and I just like wasn't paying attention very well. But I usually kind of catch this stuff. Mm-hmm. But like you know, they 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 uh, they trank. They trank blue. They trank blue. They trank Chris Pratt, and then Z is like holds a gun up, and she's like, "You need me." And they don't really explain the whole process of just leaving Chris Pratt there to be like eaten by lava. <laughs> Or did I did I miss that? I don't know. No, they didn't. I like they just suddenly leave, and it, when I first watched the movie this afternoon, I was like, "Wait, so they just left him there?" But like, it didn't quite like hit me yet that they were. Oh, these are the bad guys, you know. I well, I had a feeling that the military guys are going to be bad. I mean, yeah, they usually are. They usually are. But, but I feel like they would have at least like kind of kept off their like we're evil guys at least because they would have they would have wanted to keep Chris Pratt around to help tame or at least subdue blue in my that's opinion. a valid no no okay in retrospect that's a valid opinion i because he hadn't really oh no no he did say though i know what you're doing here now i mm-hmm. get this you're you're not here to take them peacefully you're here to that's fair. so he, he knows the plan that's fair but i mean oh, oh god it just yeah that and then also okay <laughs> we need to talk about lava logic for a freaking second here if you mean movie lava magic logic doesn't work here babe like i'm sorry so first off props to you chris pratt for doing some real good like trank acting here where he's like just dragging his i actually i was actually terrified of that scene for oh, a second it was good like he did a great job like but the one once you think about it too he hard also yeah covered from it way too quickly in my opinion but that's fine but no so i mean as a child of the 90s have you been tranked before <laughs> I just I'm I'm being very sincere and curious. No comment. Um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> fair fair enough. So here's the thing. As a child of the nineties, I grew up with movies like Dante's Peak. Um Oh jeez. Oh god, I can't remember the name of it right now, but there's that weird LA lava Volcano. Movie, Volcano with Tommy, Tommy Lee Jones. Jones. Yeah, and, and like, they talk about Anne Hesh. Anne Hesh? Yeah. Anne Hesh. But you know, there's that whole like Lava, when it gets close enough to you, there's going to be kind of a melting point there. So the fact that it gets, like, that close to him and, like, there's no burn damage or whatever, and he gets himself a... Like, like that's fine. My biggest issue, and this was brought up by former guest on the podcast, I believe, Casey May. Yes. Casey May and I were talking about it today at Volleyball. 
And he um, mentioned how he has a friend who is a geologist. And uh, there's the point where the volcano, like, starts to erupt. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like, starts taking the island apart and all this, like, black smoke comes out of nowhere. And the thing about lava is when it hits water, it makes a really, it does make a toxic gas, to my understanding. Mm -hmm. I I could be completely wrong about this. No, it does. I'm a theater major from Ohio State. I don't know geology. Sorry. But also, um, Casey brought up the point that his friend said that, like, when that black smoke comes out of a volcano, it um, carries temperatures of upwards of 180 degrees. So there's that scene where they're in the geosphere, which, wow, that survived two years somehow. I don't know. But they're in the geosphere, and Chris Pratt's, you know, running after him, mm-hmm. and the smoke envelops him. So that's 180 degrees Oh yeah. of, like, black smoke that is covering him. And, as, and uh, oh, God, I'm going to give a credit to an article that I read that were like, it's amazing he didn't end up as a crisp Pratt. Oh. Uh, yeah. but, but, I mean, it makes sense because, you know, yeah. you have freaking, See, that- like, volcanic lava exploding, it's gotta carry some heat with it with smoke and whatever yeah i mean okay i would have never thought of that within logic but i see if that's one of those facts that if i knew going into that that would really bug me well the only reason i feel like it stuck with me was um because you know i grew up with uh pierce brosnan dante's peak where they yeah deal with kind of the <laughs> after effects of volcanoes and what have you a lot mm-hmm. and like so, I'm just I just kind of carry this random knowledge around with me as you would, but as you would. but I mean also you gotta kind of do the suspension of disbelief where like is with with uh, Star Wars movies and like they yeah. you have a, a well, you you have a you have a fighter or a flight vessel like that is like engulfed in flames and it somehow pops out of it and they yeah, like the Millennium Falcon. Yes. So yeah, but it was one of those things where I'm like, <sighs> he wasn't in the sphere and he somehow got enveloped in smoke. He would have burned up to a yeah, crisp. It totally like survived. I also wow, cracked wow. up when, when the boat is leaving the island and the brachiosaur is like on the dock, like walking after. It's like, guys, guys, you, guys, what are you doing? Guys, are you leaving me? Guys, and he's like backlit with like volcanic like eruption and ash. <laughs> and I was like, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. If and this is the problem with this movie, if so this is Sarah's thing. She's like that scene earlier with Claire and the veterinarian. You're supposed to care because Claire cares, but you've not built any reason us for to really. So that's the weird thing that's really difficult to do in film. And Spielberg somehow did is that you cared even in the Lost World Jurassic Park when you see the Stegosaurus. There's still this moment of wonder going. Oh, cool. Well, and it goes back to what you said for a minute. At the beginning, um, of like, oh, all of a sudden, Claire cares. Well, and there's that, too. Whereas, like, before, she kind of was this, like, you know, soulless executive that was like, we're just here to make money, and that's why we have the Andromedus Rex, and yada, yada, yada. But then suddenly, at the beginning of this movie, she's, in, like, essentially is an animal rights activist. Mm-hmm. Like, she's a, she's a Jurassic version of PETA. Yeah. It doesn't make a ton of sense, because she lived through... She lived through, you know, the the incident. Yeah. And suddenly she's like, well, no, we can still control it and we can try to get them somewhere safe and yada, yada, yada. And that kind of 
struck me oddly. For a second, I thought they were going to go to Site B. Well, for a second, I thought that she was going to be like, oh, I've been demoted to a lowly assistant because they show her in her first scene, like, coming in with coffee. Like, she's, like, oh, she's me. Oh, like, I thought that too. Like I'm, an, like, I'm an administrative assistant. Like, that is what I do. And I was kind of like, oh, they're not going to go this route with it, are they? But no, they just went the nonprofit but, route, which I've also worked. But, in that but here's the thing. There's a part of me now goes, it would have been better if she was the administrative assistant, possibly. Possibly. <sighs> yeah, no. There's I, so many things that, yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's just interesting. But um, but because you couldn't but because I couldn't care about that when the dinosaurs were leaving, I was visually going, that is a beautiful shot. Oh, it was gorgeous. If only I gave a shit. Yeah, it just it didn't it, just, it didn't give you that it emotional pull. Which then we go back to I'm gonna call her Harriet the Spy the whole time. Like the girl who played Macy, she was a very good actress, but the entire time I'm like, Harriet the fucking spy over here, like sneaking around, like watching people. Jesus Christ. Like you did you ever watch that movie? That yes. was kind of a girl movie. Like no, I No, it was a Nickelodeon movie. So true I was fact, I fact. Harriet the Spy. I, I love haven't that seen movie. In a while. Like I, I actually have many a mead like Dalmatian notebooks, like filled with like when I was like, Aww. I'm gonna be a spy. Just like Harriet. Yeah. But uh I did love Toby Jones. As the Weasley bad guy. What a stretch. Okay. So this is the other thing that really just irks me. Like, <laughs> so there's that to me is the second coolest death that could have happened. Mm-hmm. That did. I mean, it did happen. There's no lying about it. But like, yeah, go for it. And uh, it's the other side. There you go. It really just made me sad that like it started off. Uh, you, you can tell I'm already. We need it. We, we need it. <laughs> I, I mean, okay, I liked it. And I, matter of fact, that was a genuine laugh because good for that guy for getting fucking killed. I, but I kind of just wanted to see it. I, I which, love Toby Jones as an actor. Oh, yeah. You know, he, he did that thing where I feel like it was like one of those things where the two studios didn't talk to each other. But and the movie Capote with the... Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, the movie Capote came yeah. out with... Um, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Philip Seymour Hoffman, Sandra Bullock, like wonderful Academy Award winning movie. And then I like not even six months later, Infamous came out where Toby James also played yeah. that character. Mm-hmm. And he I feel like he's such a character actor, but that was also kind of the perfect character actor role for him. But it yeah. came out just a little too late for yeah. it to really make sense. Well like he he could possibly be a good um Oh, who's the dude in Great Britain that everyone loves, that everyone mimics him? John Lithgow played him in The Crown. Can't think of his name right now. Oh, uh, my, my, my. Uh, Winston Biden. Churchill. Churchill. Yes. He would be a good Churchill, and he would probably nail it. And matter of fact, if I'm wearing my luck, he probably has played Churchill. Mm-hmm. But, he, uh, yeah. He may have. Yeah. Well, Churchill is also a very... Toby James is a, is a shorter gentleman, and Churchill was like a very big, imposing person. Was Was he... But was he tall though? I thought I knew he was big. I feel like he he was a little tall. I could be wrong. I I don't okay. know Churchill as well as I should. But I feel like Toby Jane's maybe a little short. But also the Hobbit exists, so we know that bo- that apple boxes are out there. Um, well, I, I know I feel like John Lithgow's too tall though to be. I guess because I, yeah, but, no, but, that's, but that's the so I guess it's a weird. But I've been know. watching um, the Crown lately. Have you and Sarah watched that at we, all? We've watched uh, well. I got it's right when I was still working midnight no, uh, overnight no, shift. See, so we were watching fair. season two, no, and we got two episodes in, and I fell asleep, and we haven't caught up. It's, it's really fantastic. Good. I, I, have, I haven't watched the whole thing, but um, the early the early years having you know, Matt Smith from Doctor Who. Oh and, yes, yeah, and uh, John Lithgow plays yes. Winston Churchill, and is really good. Oh, he's fantastic. Oh yeah. So it's 
I need to continue watching that because I stopped because I got into Westworld. First season is amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, here's the thing with Westworld. We were we moved and mm-hmm. right as that was airing, and when we moved in here to where we're at now, we had to re get uh, HBO. So I missed all of Silicon Valley. Because mm-hmm. it premiered midway through season one, and Actually, I missed the now, last I'm, half. Of, I'm watching Silicon Valley now, which you and I, job. which you and I should talk about someday. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Um, sorry. No, it's fine. We're off track. It's fine. Okay, so <laughs> back to the Harriet the Spy Mansion. Yes, 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 yes. Um, with James Cromwell. With James and, Cromwell and Chaplin, and the guy who I thought was Sam Rockwell for like a hot second. Oh no! Yeah, what like, else is he in? I don't know. I, I looked I looked at the name. I don't recognize it. I'm sure I've seen him I've in seen stuff, him in other stuff before. I feel like he's it, like in a TV show. He kind of reminded guy. me of a Sam Rockwell in Charlie's Angels esque character. <laughs> oh yeah. Follow my weird logic here. No, no, no. I am with you hundred percent. Like he so, seems charming and nice. Yeah, for sure. And then you know that guy's gonna be fucking turn evil. Oh yeah. So then Harriet the Spy goes down in the elevator and I'm sorry, why did they even try to hide the reveal? Of B.D. Wong from us. So have you ever played the SVU drinking game, Nick? No. Tell me more. We all <laughs> love drinking games here. We do. So aside from the GBG drinking game. Yes. Uh, my cousin who now, the one who lives in Florida, yeah. works for Disney, whom I've talked about before. Um, she and I used to play the Law & Order SVU drinking, drinking game. And there are a few other rules. But the one primary rule is... If you see B.D. Wong, you finish your drink. <laughs> Why? Because he's not in every episode, but when he is, he's like the consultant that comes in. He's the badass. He's the badass. That solves and it, the and, and it's the same thing. Like, So it got to a point where my cousin and I would watch movies, and her husband, Steve, is like a huge nerd, like loves Star Wars, loves like... Loves Star Trek. He's like a wonderfully full encompass. Like he loves the culture. Yeah. And um, we got to a point where we would watch movies with him. And if we saw B.D. Wong, we'd be like, B.D. Wong. And we would down our drink. Yeah. So we got to that point with this movie where I was on my first beer and I saw B.D. Wong and I was like, well, and I just downed it. Oh, that's. mm. I do love it. I think that he is a valuable asset to bring back. In, oh yeah, in the in the world of this movie. So that's the thing too, like that really. So I'm a big fan of the book of the first book, and and here's the thing: Spielberg found a way to make the movie separate from the book and very enjoyable on its mm-hmm. own. It's not like where sometimes you, excuse me, you read a book from a movie, or, or that becomes a movie and whatever, and you're just like Jesus, they fucked it up. It's it's still good, but they fucked it up. This is like, no, no, I view them as two separate things. But the thing that really irked me was that you have B.D. Wong playing Dr. Wu Mm -hmm. and he doesn't stick around. And I really do think it was one of the things where they casted him. Mm -hmm. The script changed so much like they do in all these types of movies. Spielberg or no. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, well, B.D. Wong's in the movie and he's gone. In the book, he's kind of close to how his character is now. And it's constant Dr. Uh, uh, Sadler and, and Dr. Malcolm talking him down off the ledge, saying, look, you have a problem here, and you are blinded by your ambition. Ambition, yeah, and he does that in the last two movies. Like, he's very much about, like, what he wants to create, but has no... It's a work of art to him. But has no concept of the potential repercussions of the the said thing. Because, like, you know, he did that in the last movie where he was working for the park, and he was like, we did this thing, and then it goes bad, and he's like, hmm, and then they... But he has a backup plan to also, help him. Also, can we talk about 
not Giles. I don't forget. I forget his actual name. Mills. Is it Mills? I'm sorry. The guy, the guy who's running the foundation. Jo- oh, the the bad guy. The bad guy. Yeah, the it's not bad Giles. Guy. That's Buffy. He's not a bad guy, but you know who I'm talking no, about. No, no, he he comes off like a stuffy, uptight British dude, even though he's not. Who looks like Sam Rockwell? But yes, like so. It's kind of interesting that he's somehow running this secret operation about, like, redoing dinosaur DNA. And it's underneath the guy's house. Underneath the guy's house. For fuck's sake. Also, for how many months, and, like, no one notices? Whatever. Splitting hairs here. But, yeah. Anyway, (sighs) B.D. Wong. Anytime you, like, pretty much my rule, anytime you see B.D. Wong, finish your drink. Finish your drink. Finish your drink. Can I, I, sorry, a weird, weird subtract on his character, Dr. Wu. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite deaths in the book is Dr. Wu. Because he finally realizes that, oh. I need to read this book. Do you own it? It's in storage, though, so it's locked away. But, and I have, here's the thing. If you can, if you can get, if you can find it at the library, get the one, or you know what? Let me check before you leave, but I might, I might have it with me. But if not, I have the Barnes & Noble version where it comes with, like, the fancy bookmark and it has both books in one in one book okay um but he uh and i'm probably going to fuck this up a little bit but one of the things they talk about is how the raptors are like rats mm-hmm. their teeth are strong enough that if given the chance because dr Wu's like i don't understand what the problem is we have like i think 10 inches of steel of pure like titanium steel yeah they're not going to get through that he's like rats can chew through titanium steel <laughs> And and it's one it's a and it's a thrilling moment where where Muldoon, Ellie, uh, Hammond, and and a very badly slowly dying Malcolm because Malcolm dies in the first book. Aww. Isn't that funny? Because then he comes back in the Jeff second book. Daddy. Yeah. Ooh. No, no. no I I knew that. Hey. I, I knew that going into that. If anyone's friends with me on Facebook, they know. Oh, that I, have, yeah. I have a deep affinity for Jeff Goldblum. <sighs> that is like along with one of my weird sexual awakenings. My real. <laughs> No, I know, I know, Seriously. I know. My my first. This is why I'm laughing because I know my you're, initial you're one true. was I was like maybe six years old, and my mom took me to go see Phantom of the Opera, which kind of started my weird affinity for dark haired, mysterious guys. Uh, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, he kinda, does have flowing locks in that movie. He added on to that, and then also the, then seeing him in Earth, Earth Girls are easy. Oh. oh. So you were saying? I'm, oh, I'm sorry. sorry. So uh, <laughs> so you guys can't see this here, but Kyle can. There's a door to my right. He is standing in front of the doorway, and they're they're getting perimeter breaches, but yeah. they're coming from the opposite end of the visitor center. Okay, and so all shit's going wild, and all of a sudden they talk about how. As a matter of fact, I think the word the the words the verbiage used is Wu is bodily yanked through the door, Ooh. and he is slowly ripped in half by the raptor and eaten alive in vivid detail. So it's almost like a less gruesome version of. Um... I forget his name, but uh, uh, Sam Jackson's character. Well, oh, in uh, 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 in well, the first one, and well, how, and, well, but how like you know, he goes into the power center. And well, gets, that happens. Oh, by the way, so he hap- said, "Oh shit!" I'm no, no, sorry. no, no, no. It's okay. No, no. He said, "I found this out the other day, and it blew my mind because I thought it was one of those ones where what happened to Arnold? By the way, the yeah. dude with the cigarette. What Mr. happened to Arnold? Yeah, what happened to Mr. Arnold? And I've I've read the book. And I know what happens, but they supposedly were supposed to shoot what happened to him. No of him, way. which is in the book, and I was like, "What?" And it literally came down to he was on another movie, and the schedules didn't line up. And Spielberg's just like, "You know what? We don't need to just show have it." The arm happened, and, and I was oh. just like, "And so yeah, he said he the only thing he had to do was he had to give approval that it's okay that someone's arm looked like his and wasn't really his." And I was like, "God damn it!" It's like back in the day when Sam Jackson, Sam Jackson was kind of a big deal, but not enough of a big deal. Like he probably could have gotten another five million off of that arm shot alone. <sighs> 
yeah. Oh my god. But I, I thought that was that sorry, that blew my mind. But to get yeah. back to Wu, that was one of my favorite passages in the book where because it shows him like pounding the snout, kinda like yeah. in Jaws. Yeah. Where he's pounding that's probably why Spielberg didn't do it. Yeah. Because you don't want to redo all of your stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but like he's pounding the snout of the raptor and the raptor just doesn't give a shit. It's just like noms. Yeah. And it just and it slowly eats him from I think they even say too it it he moves under his stomach lining and it's eating him up that way. Shit. Oh, it's it's gruesome. And <laughs> I, I was like, read where, where is that fucking death at? And I was like, is Boo going to get bodily yanked out of the door by Blue? Is Boo he's going to get bodily yanked out the door by Blue? And it never happens. Also, no. did Woo fucking die in that building? No, I don't think so. I don't think he did either. But I it makes like, no sense. He, he got tranked. Something happened to him where he passed out. I can't remember what right at the moment what happened to him. But like the the weird the mercs the mercenaries. Well, one of them pulled him out but literally after he pulled him back out he came back in I was like he did but I feel like they put him in a car or something happened to the point where he I feel like they're going to bring oh, BD Wong oh, back during totally, the next somehow. totally but I, and Blue herself unlike Delta and some of the other ones she kind of leads the group and shows empathy towards Chris Pratt and it's, again it's actually again it's a, there's a few gems in this movie one of them being like Oh no! Like he, you show a, a sign of weakness to an animal, which is you put your head down, mm-hmm. and the other raptors try to bite him, attack him, and Blue and is Blue, very much empathetic. Oh, empathetic, and yeah. and it's a beautiful scene. It's very touching. So that that goes into like the whole BD Wong scene of like you know the Indorex is that what they call it? Uh, Indoraptor. Indoraptor. I'm sorry. Yeah, I think the, the Indoraptor. Indominus Rex. Indominus Rex. Yeah, Indoraptor. They're like it needs a mother. It, need, it needs someone to. Lead. Take these traits on. Yeah, I also love how they decided to show the Indoraptor to these like terrible, terrible like auctioneers of terrible people, and they didn't expect them to bid on it. That so so annoyed me. The, the whole scene is just horribly flawed to me mm-hmm. because like there are so many better ways to show that scene now. I will say one of the things that I really enjoyed, like I actually, so that's the thing is when you're watching this movie, I feel like there are little moments, like little, little smudges of enjoyment that Mm -hmm. occur that like, like a spike up and spike down. One of the moments I was like, oh, the movie's getting good was they're showing, not necessarily telling, you know what's happening, but you see from, is it Mill's perspective people start flying up everywhere because oh, they're getting rammed. Super good. Yeah. It's super good. Oh, and then you, good. you see, I wish they would have done more from his perspective or so a little bit more where you just see little glimpses, not like the, the shot of him actually ramming people because yeah. you already know what's going on. Yeah. You already set up what's going on. It was very much, it was a show, don't tell moment. Right. And and it again, it, but it was still good enough that it was entertaining for that one moment. But when yeah. you think about the whole scene overall, like, like, I'm granted, what happens happens, but like, so like, for example, they show the raptor, Indo raptor, mm-hmm. and Wu loses his goddamn mind because what are you doing? And I really wanted him, like, I want, like, I kind of wish it was one of those things where Wu was just like, I know what the fuck's going to happen. This is not good. He mm-hmm. doesn't have, because that's the thing too, uh, we kind of overlooked. Blue, this is a demo that was made that does not have Blue's DNA and thus empathy installed yet to oh, with a handler. Sure. So but this thing is pure, unbridled rage raptor. It also raptor. shows kind of, I love you, B.D. Wong, but what a bitch his character is. Oh, yeah. So that happens, and then, um, you know, the, the party breaks up or whatever. Huh. This was the moment where I'm like, I'm not alone in this theater. Because, so in the scene, they have the cage out in the middle of the showroom. Yeah. And Ted Levine's character oh, yeah. sees him and goes, oh, what are you? He opens the door. And right. I'm not trying to over-exaggerate here. I feel like the entire theater together went, seriously? 
Okay, but but it's still one of the best deaths in the movie. Like it's oh, still. Oh, it was so good. Don't get me wrong. Oh yeah, but you're. But, the, it's the typical horror movie. Like, what like, are you doing? Really? Yeah. No, I. But no, it was so good. And the death itself was good, aside from the whole like tail coming up and going ooh. Ooh, and like well, turning around. Now see, I like that. I thought that added to it because I was like, I feel like all the deaths at this point have been kind of just okay. Yeah. And and also we haven't really lost anyone that's in the main cast mm-hmm. yet. And that we've, well, it's kind of the main cast. And I was like, oh good, he's going to be the first. Thank mm-hmm. fucking God. And then when he's doing that, and I even liked too, like the raptor smiled a bit. And I was just oh, like, I know, but like, it's cheesy, in the but eye. it's, well, right. And I'm just like. I kind of like that, but I, I you you could have done this bullshit from in outside the cage. It made me just well. If it was me and I was going to die like that, I would rather shoot him two times with tranks before I fucking walked in there with but him. But even like because the tra- even then, it, would, I'm sorry, he shot him with two tranks, and the, and the, like he was like, "Oh, you're a tough boy." And suddenly the dinosaur was like, "Oh no, oh no." Oh, I would have kept thanks. plugging him with the the darts. Oh. Is what I'm saying, oh. and, we'll and then walked in, in because and so that happens. And Ted Levine, I I felt like had the best death. In the oh, movie. it yeah. was so good. Also, it's kind of a Silence of the Lambs death in a way. Oh hell yeah! Which I thought was so kind good. of where because uh, it's not his death character, his character's death in, in Silence of the Lambs, but it's the, uh, the the chief police chief that gets strung up on the bars by Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, yeah, yeah and whatever. Yeah. But and in that kind of happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which was really good. Sorry. No, that's a good. That's a good. That's a, that's a good correlation. That's, that's what I thought. I was like, are they doing a Hannibal Lecter reference? Maybe if so, they did many other references in this Jesus movie. Jesus Christ! My biggest problem, again, and I've never I talk about this to my friends, but I hate kids in Jurassic Park movies. Every time, every time that I watch <laughs> Jurassic Park. I want those two children to die so badly. I know they save the day in the middle, and I know they save the day. You're Doctor Grant at the beginning with Tim, where it's like they follow you, I'm and you're s- just like. And but like, to be fair, I want. I'm point not out, even Doctor Grant because he like Kyle loves like children. By the way, you do the young writers thing. I do, and I also work with children. And I have worked with children for a long time. Right, but yeah, them in the kitchen makes me so angry. And also going to another parallel that Harriet the Spy Macy in the. Freaking dumbwaiter. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was a... That's... Okay. That, to me, is another example of a poor, like... Okay, poor this... Poor homage. Poor homage. Like, like, as soon as it happened, I did what I like to call a Dallas flop. Dallas Ray, who I think has been in the podcast uh, before. Yes. Like, he, like, just leans back into a chair and goes, Ugh, and, like, lets his limbs go limp. Because it was so obvious... It was. And, like, not in a cute way, you and know? Not at all. Yeah, when and she's like, in the dumbwaiter, it's oh. the it's the Lex in the scene where the raptors, yes. and you think, and she can't shut the and lid. And she can't shut it, and then she's like, Ugh. and it wasn't like in the Jurassic Park movie where the raptor hits a mirror or whatever, like, and then she shuts it. Like, the kid can shut it eventually. I feel like... The uh, only reason they yeah. did that was because they wanted to homage the original movie, and it didn't make sense for the story, and it pissed me off. If, well, it, well, that's the sad thing, too, is that... Story-wise, if some of these things could be explained logically, but you, there's no logical explanation for half of this shit. It's literally them going, and here's the thing: is uh, AJ Boyega or whatever. I, I know he he's a, he loves horror, mm-hmm. and here's the thing: some of it, by theory, is good stuff. The problem is Spielberg already did it, and your homage to it isn't really a good. It's not like Jurassic World where it's a good homage for the most part. Mm-hmm. It's just it's like matter of fact they do. I think almost reference to that in Jurassic World where. And they do it in this one too, and I hate it. Where um, and I was because I was just like, 
you're not even doing this right anymore. Mm-hmm. Or they show, uh, it's in the scene with the kids, mm-hmm. but after, before they, the kitchen, where they're eating and Lex sees the raptor shadow. Yes. And you, you can't tell it's the shadow. And then you yeah. see the raptor step out of it. And yeah. you're like, oh, fuck. They do a similar thing in this one, too, where mm-hmm. there's a drawing of a dinosaur. It's not a raptor, mm-hmm. but it's very clearly blue or the Indo-raptor. And you're like, oh, fuck you. I, we, I but, know what you're doing. Let's go back to the, the first Jurassic World for a second, where yeah. they go into the old park entrance or the old park, like, Oh, yeah. And they show that exact same freaking image, and nothing bad happens, but that's a good homage. That's what a good homage looks like. Because it gives you the wonder of going into the park, and and now you're just remembering. Like, like, what's different now in this new park that's different from before? But this is why I don't know what it is. I hate children in Jurassic Park movies. Like, don't get me wrong, I have worked in education for, I want to say, the first eight to ten years of my life. Yeah. But. Jurassic Park movies like I can watch Jurassic Park a trillion times and any of my old roommates any of my friends can tell you I root for those children to die every time even though I don't want even though I know it's not going to happen they're the they're the worst it's mostly it's my anger at the lack of survival skills and I know they're children I get that I understand that (laughs) but we'll go into the fact that this fucking girl who knows quotation marks so much about dinosaurs goes up into her room and hides under her covers and still gets discovered by the Idoraptor or whatever yeah. it's called. Oh, it made me the so The Raptor. Mad. That's a great it, Rugrats reference, by the way. Sorry. I, Continue. The Raptor, yeah. The uh, Raptor. Gonna, let's call it the Raptor from yeah, here on out. Jesus Christ. I'm just... It made... It makes me so mad. It makes me so mad. Also, we're gonna... Before that happens, uh, really happy that Blue... Had a super good knowledge of toxic chemicals. Oh yeah, before, good for Blue. Before I mean, it got knocked. Blue knows her shit. She got a degree in JWP. <laughs> Again, Jurassic it goes into World. Like, she's like, oh okay, and then like she gets like blown into a railing, and she's still like, let's go. Now bitch. to be fair, she got the fuck blown out of her in the last movie too, when the stuff's blown up with with the that is true. Like the all day, but oh so, my god, because I, I loved how like, too. I was like she just had a blood transfusion. She could yeah, be bleeding. No, but it happened like yeah, she's just like there, and she's like. Oh, this is bad, and like runs away. Like anyway, it's an Jesus. animal. No, I oh. yeah, I no. I'm, also, okay, the death scene of of the raptor or the raptor, and it's a it's an awesome shot, but it totally feels undeserved. And also, okay, well, that's the other thing. I'm sorry. Let's go back to let's go back a minute to when they're trying to hide, and they're Fuck. like, let's turn off the lights. Do you think they haven't engineered this dinosaur to be able to have like? sight-based like movement-based yes i was like why would you fucking do that i would never fuck i feel like well like everything's fine until the lights come back on and then that's the other thing this small yeah i'm sure that's the problem well that's my also that's my big problem with the beginning of the movie with the douchebag who's like i can't hear you like no i'm sorry if i saw anyone doing this like this i'd be like oh shit not even that but like he's doing that he doesn't go there but then he sees the t-rex and then freaks out and moves. Like, it goes back. It goes back to him covering her mouth and going, don't move. They can't see you if they don't move. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying these, that these people have grown up with Jurassic Park movies like we have. But, like, right. if you're... The fact that there are these, like, dinosaur enthusiasts that don't know these basic fucking things about dinosaurs... 
pisses me off. Well, so here's the other thing, too. Especially and this child. I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. no, you're Who's fine. grown up in a dinosaur museum, essentially. Yeah, because of her old man, yeah. And acts she like ha- yeah. a... Ter- like, granted, she is a terrified child, but she acts like a terrified child in these circumstances. And, yeah, either way. Her running upstairs, terrible horror movie trope. Her hiding under her covers. I was like, terrible really? Movie. But then... Another bad homage, the Ida Raptor. I'm going to call it Ida Menzel. Ida Menzel. Ida Menzel trying to open the Adina Menzel opening the freaking patio doors. Well, in an homage to the original. To the original. But, but yeah. Oh, man. And also, there's this entire compound of people running away. And this genetically engineered raptor is like. I'm going to go after this 60-pound thing with no meat on its bones. Well, so here's the thing, too. Like, this would have been, in in my brain, my writer brain kicked in. I was like, is it because it smelled her earlier and it got away from her? Mm. Is that the reason why? Like, explain that. Mm. Have a lot. All you have to do is have Dr. Wu, if you gave a shit about us, have him fucking explain some shit. Mm -hmm. There was none of that. There's not really a good version of that scene in this movie where the Indo- Like, I don't care if it was just him walking and talking on a screen. Like, in that one, we got that in the last movie, and I understand things are cooking here. We need to move this movie along. Fuck that movie. I, it just... God damn it. Okay, so we get to the... We get to all that happening, and they escape, and... Yeah. I did love how Blue was able to incapacitate the Indorap... Adina Menzel. Adina Menzel. He, like, she was able to incapacitate Adina Menzel by, like, impaling her on the... Which okay, and that was and that was good. That was super good. That was a good moment. But also, I was like, "How did Blue avoid that?" Like it was beautiful. But I, I was like, "Damn, okay." That was lucky. So, so and I is, liked it. So this Don't is what I was kind of saying is that, and I forgot about it midway through my thought when we were talking about it, is that's what I was saying is that it really made me mad is that death scene. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like the shot, the slow mo. It's beautiful, mm-hmm. and then the death happens. I was like, doesn't feel well earned. For no. Blue. It doesn't feel weird for fucking Claire. Mm-hmm. I, okay. Why is it that Claire is the one that picked up that the gun? Out of nowhere. On the way you meant, though, in her she defense, was, like, was Owen running down and she was watching it happen? Is that why? No. She just shows up. Well, I know. I thought that in terms of, because remember, they were showing the, the example with the gun. Mm-hmm. It's Chekhov's gun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, because I was like, but I thought Owen watched that happen, too, no, and then got, went down. she got impaled with uh well this is before that like but she was like staying there but then the next time she shows up is when she's like bang 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 on the observatory like metal but what i'm saying is before that though even before Mm -hmm. that even happens so Mm -hmm. um they're watching the the thing go down the the sale go down yeah and they watched the review i thought owen watched them doing the review of the indo of of Mm identimazelle with the gun (laughs) and there's that scene where he gets the gun finally, and he doesn't do what I would sit there and go: aim, laser, sound, boom, 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 boom. Get well, the no, fuck no, no, away no. from me. That was that was earlier. Earlier that happened. Because, well, that's what I'm saying. Because he shot it, but he only had two shots. Because like that entire. But those time, are normal shots. But of no, the gun. that entire time I'm like, shoot it more, shoot it more. But then he was out of shot. So I guess she got another gun. I don't know. No, it's the same gun because I what, don't know if it what is. happens is you put the laser pointer on on the target. Okay. And you press the. He, he fired rounds into it and like the fifth she element was, button. She was. <laughs> I'm sorry. She, she, was, she was just putting aim on Owen. Well, right. That was not actual rounds. 
regardless. But um, that, but I guess this is where I'm getting frustrated is that if you put the laser target, uh, laser mm-hmm. focus on something, yeah. and you press the red button, not yeah. fire the gun, yep. it will the wrap the denimazel will then look <laughs> at it and just go, fuck, I want to I want to I want to attack it, and he yeah. goes there. When Owen grabs the gun, and this is what I'm saying, wasn't Owen watching the presentation? I feel like Owen would have just been because he's ex-military. Would have been like, I'm going to do this. Train over here, farthest away from the yeah. corner. Hit the. I I know. I, uh, no, if I'm, monkeys could fly with this point, I, yeah. It's just, also, let's go back to the original presentation of that. Where like, they put a fucking laser on the one guy in the audience. He's like, I didn't consent to this. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. I feel like yeah, it kind of went from there, and that was definitely their. So kind the, of, that but, was their final solution with, what, the, with what happened to be the MacGuffin. I kind of wish like that happened, and then like right before they came out, Blue was the one because. That mm-hmm. scene makes it off like Blue's the one that got the final whatever in. Mm-hmm. And Blue showed up, but really it was more Claire, I feel, than Blue. Well, Claire distracted it, but I feel like Blue got the final jump at the end because like... <sighs> I the, just wish it was Because Adina Menzel learned about the glass early on. Like, yes, that's right. That one, scene. Yeah, yep, so you're it right. Wasn't, it wasn't just going to be like, oh, this happens and it's going to fall through. Okay, okay. Um, so later, can we talk about how the fact that they're like... Oh, all of this, what was it? Cyanide. Uh, oh, the gas. Cyanide, noxide, cyanide, something. It's going to kill all the dinosaurs. And, oh, I declare. Oh, well, I'm doing Mr. DNA, the dinosaurs. And <laughs> they start off with Claire oh, being good. very, like, PETA animal rights activists. Like, we need yeah. to save them. They were here first. Like, the whole they were here first thing. I'm like, really? They, got, they became extinct for a reason. Anyway. But no, uh, that happened, like, and she changes her mind at the end, but then at the very, like, five seconds after, Harriet the Spy opens the garage door. When she, and this is after the whole, she's a clone reveal comes out of nowhere. Oh, yeah, because I'm like, what's the big deal with the, I was like, he's being weird about his daughter. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck this is going, but I don't care. not seeing who it was, I was like, okay. I'm sorry, though, but her releasing uh, them and then going, they're alive, like, like me. me. But I wanted to be like, but you have reasoning skills, and you won't kill a bunch of people, you fucking selfish Oh, but she did. However. But uh, no, I, I'm, no, I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. I just hope that she is ready to be, like, the ruiner of worlds, like, you know, it's, yeah. it's like, it's one of those things where... I think, I think her name's Malaise or Melanie or something like that. Like, Melanie, ruiner of worlds. Macy. Macy. Macy, Macy, Macy. I mean, if that, Macy, if that story ever comes out about her being the person to do that, like, she's going to be the... Yeah, she's going to be the ruiner of worlds. Fucking A. Um, so, I yeah, agree that. So, yeah, that all happens. Like, they're alive, just like me. I'm like, you're... Here's the thing, though. You're that would have made... human, though. You have reasoning. It's the same reason that we don't, like, try to clone mountain lions or cougars because... They don't have the same reasoning that we That would have made way more... This is why I'm saying it would have made way more sense if she had dinosaur DNA in her. Mm-hmm. That, that... Oh, God damn it. It makes me so mad. No, if, like, she had that dinosaur DNA in her... It as cheesy been as it would. Way more, it, oh, oh, yeah. It would have been, been terrible, cheesy, but... but it would have been way more motivated. That would have made way more sense. <sighs> Here's also, the thing. Yeah. So, all that happens... <laughs> We're getting so mad over this. Well, I mean, it, yeah. All that happens... They get out of the compound... Chris Pratt is like, hey, baby blue, how you doing? I do love how he's like, we'll protect you. And essentially, blue's like, 
fuck you, dad, and runs away. Well, and, and, but I also like, too, is that he gets what will probably happen. Like, yeah, he no, looks sure. he looks right at the cage and looks at her, and he's just like, oh, shit, yeah. you're, you're going to run away. No, and I, it makes sense. Okay, so end of this movie. Yes. Everything happens. We go back. Back to Jeff Goldblum. Has this Senate committee hearing been happening no. for okay. two weeks? Someone told me it's a separate hearing committee. Okay, whatever. <sighs> but I mean, also, God damn it, Jeff Goldblum. I came here for you. I love you. But also, I have now read, it is reported, that he got paid $18 million. For that? For this cameo. What? Yeah. Good for him. Exactly. But also, I'm like, Jesus. God damn it. Ian Malcolm in this situation would have been so much, gr- would have been so good. Would have been so good. Oh. And as a, as a, as a comparison, he only got paid $7.5 million for Thor Ragnarok. Which he was way better in. Jurassic, Jurassic Park has that sweet, sweet Jeff Goldblum money. <laughs> I know. But oh my God. Jesus. So Lord. it makes me wonder, did you see the cameo in the first Jurassic World? It's very ever so subtle. Um, I read about it. It's, uh, but who is it? It's, um, it's, it's, it's on the train, and mm-hmm. it's the assistant. She's reading a book when the kids are there, and she's mm-hmm. like, oh, God, the kids. Mm-hmm. And she's reading a book, and it's Jeff Goldblum's book about chaos theory. And it had a picture of him, of him. And apparently he came in, and he shot some other stuff, too, like publicity for the mm-hmm. book. I don't know what happened to it, but they said he still is in the movie. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I mean, to be fair, he he made his money. That's great. I'm super happy for him. But, man, I was hoping for more from this well, movie. Well, yeah. I, like, I love Jeff Goldblum so much. I, I sadly, I, this is where I feel kind of bad. I, I could have told you he wasn't going to be in the movie that long. And, I, and I probably could have known had I read about it. I just decided not no, to. No, I, yeah, I, I know. It's fine. Because, um, well, I know that you love your boy. And, okay. and I'm I trying, uh, yeah, and I should have, I should have gave you the heads up on that one. It's That's like, fine. you're, you're going in with a mostly Jeff Goldblum esque movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so overall, not a great movie. No, it's um, not. So, so here's how my brain worked. When I walked out of the movie, I was just like, that was better than Lost World Jurassic Park. And then when I slept on it, I woke up the next day. I was like, everything we talked about kept coming up. And I was like, no, that makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Also, I give a shit for none of these characters. Like, no. I don't, I hated Owen and, and Claire in this movie. Nothing. Yeah. I, 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 you know what, who I liked? Fucking Blue. You know, we haven't talked any about the Blue stuff. Blue was great. Blue was great. She was the best developed character in the whole goddamn franchise. Blue, in a way, was kind of the main character of this movie. Yes. And she, and granted, she should have been, mm-hmm. but like, I kind of wish we just saw more with her in general. Like, oh, I agree. Like, I was, <sighs> I kept waiting for her to come back, especially with Adita Menzel. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, this movie suffers from, I'm even thinking right now, like, I enjoy Jurassic Park 3 way more than this movie because I feel like with Jurassic Park 3, you know, going in at this point, this is purely. You're you're here for the watch people die via dinosaurs and see yeah. how they escape, and and there's nothing else. Mm-hmm. There literally is nothing else. And so when you see a major plot hole in that movie, which it's a bad plot hole, where the one dude gets picked up and killed by the pterodactyls mm-hmm. or petrodons, whatever, and then he shows up again with the army at the end, and he's okay. You're just like, what? What? Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like this is that scene in War of the Worlds where the kid goes over the hill and then the nukes go off, whatever, and 
he's okay. Yeah. yeah, and it's the same. Yeah, it's the same kind of thing. And granted, I was excited when he came back alive, but I was just like, but this movie also isn't trying to do anything else. Yeah. I feel like Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom is trying to do something else. Like Jurassic World, for at the end of the day, is trying to talk about how. Um, the thing that we, we made fun of the first movie is now worse because corporations like Universal, NBC, uh, and DreamWorks are running the show. And it's not about dinosaurs aren't good enough anymore. How do you make something better than a dinosaur? You engineer one from scratch. And that's like, okay, cool. That's sci-fi. That's what sci-fi is. Great, great, super. Mm-hmm. This one, if you had to ask me, like, what the fucking point of this movie was, I, I, I can't tell you. There's, it's, so- I feel like with the... With the third of the trilogy, we'll call them. Announced. Yes. This movie is very obviously, it, it's a bridge. It's oh, a bridge yeah. between those two. It wasn't well written. It Well, he, it, this is one of those good examples of like, there are so many great ideas mm-hmm. and none of them really coesh well together, but they could, mm-hmm. not in a great way, but just enough to go, oh, that was cheesy, but you know what? I want to see that again. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind watching it when it's on cable. I mean, I'm done. Like, don't get me wrong. I kind of like the idea of like, oh yeah, oh when dinosaurs are going to live among us, and we're going to like Walking Dead, but with dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. With you know the the ten thousand year long Senate session with Doctor Ian Malcolm. Because <laughs> I'm sorry, they have no differentiation between like the beginning of that. No, you're not that. wrong. It, it seems no. like it's like all in one one uh, day. He uh, suddenly uh. like. Hey, and by the way, welcome live with dinosaurs. Welcome to Jurassic World. The, the, that, that, dinosaurs. When he said that, the entire theater fucking lost it. Yeah, you know how Jeff Goldblum does. Yeah, especially with that character. I mean, mm-hmm. well, now it's his thing. It's just I said, okay. It's always been his thing since the but, fly. Well, it's no, been if his you thing. watch his, I feel like in the fly he doesn't do it that much. Hmm. Like I feel in Jurassic World or Jurassic Park, he really goes for it. I mean, he and then since then it's just like he's done it before then, but this Jurassic Park is when it got noticed. Peak Goldblum was achieved. Goldblooming is a thing. But yeah, yeah it's like beyond all that, I don't know. I feel like this movie. Was kind of a bridgeway between Planet the of the Dinosaurs. And this one, yeah. Yeah. I also love how this small Harriet the Spy child now oh, is obviously geez. going to be adapted by Owen. Oh, Claire. for fuck's sake. That's the other. Oh, that pissed me off too. Like, oh, yeah, they're going to be. She's going to be adopted by these two fucking assholes. They're assholes. They don't need children. They don't need children. Claire you could can't eventually. Talk to children? Oh, Claire can't fucking talk to children. Oh, Jesus. Like, it's established in the first movie. And in the second, it's re it's reestablished. At least she with, cares now. Do, do, do you her. like dinosaurs? I also like dinosaurs. Do you that's, like candy? Do you want to get in my van? Let's be friends. That's totally like it's so creepy. Oh, but yeah, I well, see. That's what I'm saying. It, they, that would have actually worked mm-hmm. if they would have thrown something in where, like, she had to interact with a kid earlier in the movie, mm-hmm. where she's like, you know, I'm still having problems with kids, mm-hmm. and it's just like, well, luckily there's no kids where we're gone. Yeah, yeah, I do you're appreciate right. how, as a whole, the Jurassic Park franchise, aside from movie two, where you see um, the two, the brother and the sister, for like a split fucking second. Oh yeah, I do appreciate how overall, if a kid appears in this movie, they do not reappear. Yeah, and that kind of see that that's it kind of mm. bums me out a little bit. I I really? just. Oh, well, I like Tim. Okay, at least with Tim and Lex, I like them, and I like the actors who played them, Ariana Richards and uh, jo- Joseph Mazzello. I like them, and I would love to. I know Ariana is like, I'm a painter now. You, I do inner, like them both piece, as people. I within like, the movie, 
I just would like to see I them also, as adults. I'm also an asshole who acts like if I'm in a movie or in like a situation like that, I'll suddenly be super cool and be able to be like, you'll be able to handle the shit. I'll be able to handle the shit going on. Cause like yeah. in my mind today, like when she goes into her room and hides under her blankets, I'm like, well, what would I have done when I was that age? But even then I'm just like, no, well, not, everything so, up much, to that not point. so much the fault of her, but more the fault on Adita Menzel, who was like, given all these like random heat traces of people running away from me, I'm going to go on the roof and sniff out this one weird small child. But again, if they would have established this, like when she is almost has a prey and doesn't get it, Mm -hmm. it bothers her. Like that would have been, that would have been a way better thing for me where it's like, Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it would have been actually enjoyable. Mm-hmm. I would sit there and my brain would go, oh, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I had to fudge that logic to make me go, why the fuck is she after her? You retcon it like I do with everything. Like, yeah, I retcon you... so much shit with nerd culture yeah. to make it make sense to me. And I hate that I do that, but also you kind of need to do it. Sometimes you do, yeah. And it's okay when you do it. I mean, and that's where the fun comes in because then mm-hmm. you can talk to other people about what's your retcon for that because this mm-hmm. is, yeah. But this one is just like, well, again, like if you watch Jurassic Park 3 uh, and 2 even, like you, like everything I feel like makes sense for that that thing. Like, again, I don't like the kid in the third Jurassic Park movie, mm-hmm. but I really... I like, well, you have Tay Leone and you have William H. Macy, mm-hmm. and I enjoy them, and I don't mind them. And so it's like, yeah, you, I kind of want them to live. I, or, I, or, you know, this one, I'm just like, I don't really give a shit if anyone yeah, lives or I, dies. Like, honestly, when Adina Menzel puts, like, a tooth into <laughs> Bryce Dallas Howard, yeah. like, I honestly, I was in the theater going, hmm, maybe I should die in this one. Like, I, oh, I, yeah, I felt me too. no connection to any character which which is sad it is sad because at least in the last one i did kind of care for her character a little bit mm-hmm. even though she was an asshole i felt like she doesn't want people to die it's just that she's more caught up in her job and that happens to all of us yeah owen on the other hand is starting to realize the and i thought that was interesting too is that they did tackle that Actually, they tackled two problems that people had with the first movie, mm-hmm. which was, uh, and I think it's Miles Mills or whatever. He screams at both of Owen and her. It's like, it's like you had to know what the fuck you were doing with training these raptors, mm-hmm. and then you realize, oh, he did, mm-hmm. he did completely because he's ex-military. He knows what's going into this. Yeah. And then I think he, doesn't he's character doesn't he say that in one of the old videos like these, the applications here could be astounding with human. Yeah, with, he says that about Blue, like you know, yeah. She, She's remarkable or something. It's more but, about the dinosaur, but... Yeah, but I, I do go back to, like, I almost wish... And I liked it in this movie still, don't get me wrong, but yeah. I almost wish that was in the first movie. Oh, the videos, be- yeah. because The videos, yeah, because it shows them creating the bond. Or, yes. As opposed to, like, in the first movie, you just see him controlling like them, them, and it doesn't give... The- it feels more unfair to they, Blue. They, they take away the emotional connection. Yeah. Well, and that's a fine line to cross, too, because you don't want to telegraph to where you're going. No, yeah, for sure. Because I remember when people, the reviews come out on the first one, like on Twitter, they were kind of like, dude rides a bike with the Raptors. Like, they show that in the trailer, but he's not going to get attacked. Because the way they edited mm-hmm. in the trailer is that they're coming up from behind, and you're thinking, oh, shit, he's going to get attacked. Which, to be fair, I didn't and, like how he kind of joked about, like, I rode a bike, I rode a motorcycle for a Raptor like oh yeah brigade and they were like we're not gonna get along like Franklin <laughs> he's like he's like we're not compatible like 
That, that was genuinely that was, funny. That was a good line. So, so again, great little moments. Just, yeah, they don't had, coerce it had, together. It had great individual moments. It had like, it had good little, I call it like, it's, it's kind of like an overcast cloudy day where it's sort of just like a bunch of overcast like flowing oh, over. Yeah. And then all of a sudden like tiny little pockets of sunshine come through and you're like, oh, that was kind of entertaining and funny. But then all of a sudden it's like, oh, and then suddenly Chris Pratt's running through dark smoke that way. That like that like is 100, 180, 200 degrees yeah. Fahrenheit, and he somehow I, does not get burned. Like I, so, I do have one final thought, but do you have any other thoughts on your end that you want to – sorry, before we – Let me check my phone. No, you're good. You're good. I don't think I do. I think that I hit about all of them. Yeah, I think I mentioned uh, – I liked Blue's fuck you dad moment where oh, yeah. she was like, bye. Uh, looks at the cage and looks at him and is like, nope, I'm out. Yep. Again, mentioned good, a, beautifully shot though with exactly. the, the silhouette of the shadow of her and then she goes into the forest. She was beautifully like, done. Bye. As I said, I like Jeff Goldblum earning mm-hmm. about $18 million, even though being on screen for less than five minutes. Good for him. And then I think my last note was, oh God, there was going to be a sequel. And I think I texted you about this earlier, Nick. But uh, Yep. While Ian Malcolm is talking, fucking T Rex like breaking through a fence and then roaring at a lion. I'm like, so god awful, horrible. Oh, it's so bad. It's not even, yeah. Like, you're not even trying to hide the subtlety of your fucking metaphor at this point. Oh, no, yeah, not at all. Like, I feel like, again, and this is the difference between context and, and. like when the dinosaur T Rex eats the the, mm-hmm. the dog mm-hmm. in Lost World Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. you get way more, and that's it's kind of the same thing, but mm-hmm. it, it, it's a little more macabre. But like, it's still way fucking better than. And also, I feel like everyone's fucking chill as fuck driving in the car. Like, what if they could get hit by a dinosaur? Like, no one's thinking about that. Well, I get it. You just survived a massive problem. But yeah. I'm just, I would still be going like, they're fucking well, everywhere. Well, it goes back to in the first Jurassic World how. They talk about they like they they you know show the T Rex feeding and they show the goat with the the flare, oh, which is yeah, a yeah, good. Yeah. That is another example. It's of a, a clever good homage, homage to the original movie, right? Because it doesn't absolutely duplicate everything yeah. from Jurassic Park, but it yeah. Because like the dumb waiter shit and oh, I hated it. Oh, yeah, I'm with you. Like, I'm with you. Fed back into my, I want this child to die, even though I have no reason also, for her to do so. why do we need the T-Rex to fucking do a triumphant roar? At, that, th- th- I feel like, okay, in the original, we'll say, two or three movies, the T-Rex always came out as kind of the... The symbol. The, the anti-hero. Yes. Like, the person who saved them at the last minute, who didn't know because they're an animal or whatever. More recently with Jurassic World... Now all of a sudden, the people that were originally the the animals that were originally the villains, the Velociraptors, are now suddenly kind of the good guys. And now I feel like in this movie, at certain times, the T Rex and the Velociraptor are turned yeah. into kind of like the anti-hero good guys. Yeah, I guess my my thing was too is that like they always there's always that one shot, and thanks to Spielberg deciding not to kill Muldoon or deciding to keep Muldoon dead. Yeah. Because originally he survived the raptor attack like he does in the book. And he's the one that comes in and saves Dr. Grant and the kids and Sadler at the end to help them distract them. Yeah. And and he was there. They shot like one or two takes. And he's like, Spielberg just, he's like, you know what? We, we need the T-Rex back for that sure. one shot. And it's that epic when dinosaurs ruled the earth shot. Oh, it's so good. And I feel like. And that was a, that's another example of a good homage when they go to the original visitor right. center. And they don't like call out to it, but it's too, 
It's two unfamiliar unfamiliar characters in a familiar world. world. Right. Which, again, going back to this movie, I feel like kind of like a bad homage was suddenly when they are like doing a camera shot in a side view mirror that is like objects oh, in the mirror. Upside down. Maybe closer than they appear. Like that's <sighs> that's a bad homage. Like it, and it, it's so it's so If that hard. would have been one of the few in the movie, it would have been passable. Exactly. And it's so hard because like no fault of the people who tried to make the who tried to make and made this movie. Like yeah. I feel like they were trying to do it in a respectful way. They weren't trying to be assholes about it. No, not at all. It just kind of shows No one make, goes to make a bad movie. Well, it, it just kind of shows like how hard it is to make a good adaptation slash sequel. Especially one of this caliber where it's it's a big budget. Like look, it's and simple. You know it's dinosaurs on. kill people. I mean it costs like I think I read a hundred and seventy thousand dollars and it's now past the five hundred thousand. Or it's million. For like, Mil- um, yeah. yeah, it's okay. 170 little, million has not I got passed you. the 500 million like mark. Like yeah. obviously, it's made its money back. It's gonna be fine. But yeah, like it kind of goes with that whole thing of it tried to do it in a respectful way, but it didn't succeed. Oh yeah, and it I, did not at all. And I haven't had enough time to process why that didn't succeed. I mean, I really felt like, and some of it was just, it's its not a half-baked idea. It mm-hmm. was put together in a half-baked way. The execution was half-baked. Yeah. The ideas were kind of not. Mm-hmm. But, like, the thing that I was trying to say before is that, like, the example, Jurassic World ended with the T-Rex having that triumphant r- yell at the, end of the end of the movie. Yes. The T-Rex has his big triumphant yell when in Lost World, right before he goes under the thing. But yep. then he has it. He doesn't have it again. He has it with all the dinosaurs of Site B. Jurassic Park 3, he doesn't because that dude gets killed real quick. But So in this one, though, I felt like they had five of those scenes where the T-Rex came in and roared triumphantly and then, like, ripped somebody off. Like, that scene, you, I know you didn't watch the trailer, but the scene on the, on the volcano, it's a beautiful scene. Well, the, the T-Rex comes in at least three or four times. Oh, my God. It's like, is, we get it. Han Solo comes in and saves Whereas us. He, yeah, Quit. he is the hero in the first movie multiple Jesus times. Christ. No, it, um, yeah. It's just hard. We're terrible. We're millennials. We kill everything. Can I, can I, okay, so but this is, just, oh, yeah, it's just, no, I'm, so, it's th- tough. So this is my final thought. Yeah. And this is, this is how I knew a movie was not going to be great because I've never seen them do it in any of the other movies. Not, Jurassic Park 3, they still do the normal, like, font on the screen and then they just do the three slashes and then they zoom in through the <laughs> slashes. That's better than this. Like they do the full on like oh, CGI, lava, like they do at the end of the lava. It was so bad. That's what they do at the. That, you put that shit at the end of the credits. I, that was the sign. I was like, they've never done this before. Yeah, it was I don't. Like, I don't like that. They're trying to tell us how like bad of a badass of a movie this is gonna be. Ooh, lava. Yeah, that that was that was my signal that things were not going well. Um, yeah. <laughs> so don't go see this movie. Uh, watch it on cable, but be go careful. See it, go see it at the dollar theater. Okay, there you go. I'll go with that. Like it's, you do kind of need to see it if you love Jurassic Park. Yeah, but like it, it was. I'm happy. I don't. <laughs> I have no words. Like, I just I rolled my eyes so many times in this movie, and mm. I like threw my head back so many times that it's just. I'm really happy I had a gateway membership because like if I had to pay for this and then come yeah. back, but I would have been a lot angrier. I yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 Uh, and I really here's the thing. I feel like for the most part, I can watch a not great movie and I can still walk away being like, you know what? I enjoyed watching it though. I I literally I don't have this feeling often. Like I walked out of 
Like, I walked out of Jurassic Park Lost World going, I really enjoyed this movie. I want to see it. Jurassic Park 3 was like, I kind of want to see that again. Mm-hmm. This one was just like, I really don't care to ever really see that again. Yeah, it was so middling. It was, even and that's what's the, so sad. Even even with the kind of what should have been a promising ending oh, of, yeah. like, we now need to live with dinosaurs, I left the theater thinking, I don't care. Right. And which that's apparently, sad. Apparently there was a post credit scene, which I missed. Oh, is there? Where, like, pterodactyls were, like, on Hawaii or something. It's on the fucking Wikipedia. But Wikipedia oh, I missed lies. it. I missed oh, it, too. I left as soon as the fucking credits rolled. I'm like, bye. But did they show the, the one gigantic beast eating the surfers? No. It's alluded to. And maybe that's what they're talking about. Oh, no, that was toward the end of the movie. But no, this was, okay. like, apparently, like, near Hawaii. Like, pterodactyls were... Good for them. Yeah, I guess. I, just, I think. Also, I'm sorry. I, I think some dinosaurs could swim. Sure. I'm, I'm just, sorry. Yeah. Oh, I feel so middling about this movie. Yeah, and I wasn't a fan. I don't feel that way about a lot of movies. Like, I just saw Hereditary recently. Yeah, I heard that was good. And it was good, but it left me thinking about things and feeling things. Whereas this uh, that, movie. That to me is a good movie. Whereas this movie, I was kind of like. I would oh, say that's a God. film at that point. Thank God this is over. Uh, thank you for uh, stopping by on the show. Yeah. And um, for those remembering at the beginning of the show, uh, to check out more information on young writers, go to HTTPS uh, colon forward slash forward slash D4K.us forward slash Y for young W for writers two zero one eight. It's a short link. It'll get you there. Mm-hmm. And that way you don't have to type in matlab.net slash young dash writers dash lazy assholes. You are lazy assholes, but I, that's why, that's why uncle Nick's here to, to help yeah. you out. Or go to madlab.net. It'll oh, also take you there. That's true as well. Um, all right. So uh, thanks for listening, Kyle. Thanks for, thanks for listening. You're Kyle. welcome. You're welcome, Nick. And uh, <laughs> we're both a little, a little sauce. It's fine. Uh, and if you have any, let us know your thoughts. G- uh, good, bad, geeky. At <laughs> I almost said good at GBG podcast uh, at gmail.com. That does not exist. It does not exist. <laughs> It's just goodbaggeeky at gmail.com. Now I have to probably create it, though. That's fine. Oh, fuck. Um, All right. So uh, thanks, Kyle. Thank you. Get out of here without cheese! You're a creep! Go away! We're having a good time until you start up, cheapers! Go have some coffee with cream or something! Because I'll tell you something! This is a happy place!